back with the Luke and Pete show. It is a Thursday, but not only is it a Thursday, it's also New Year's Eve. Luke, have you had a great 2020, mate? No, it's been fucking shit. <laughs> I've had a good one. I've got some I've got some of my ducks in order. Other ducks uh, have, have managed to break into the, the adjoining farmer's field and, and I'll never reclaim them, to be quite frank. So yeah. that's a little bit upsetting. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively happy with uh, how it's done. In all seriousness, um, clearly everyone's, lots of people have had it much worse than me, so I'm not um, complaining. Uh, we've done some great stuff. We've had some great... Um, you know, achievements this year. We've actually got, I think, a few things going out on the Stakhanov social media channels, which is at Stakhanov, S-T-A-K-H-A-N-O-V, of all the stuff that we've done this year to give people a little reminder and to have a little look back and have a bit of fun. <clears throat> so check that out. So we have been able to do some great stuff. Um, like, for example, Peter, um, hire and give a job to the tremendously talented young Natalie, who's on the call with us at the moment, producing this show. So we've done some good stuff. We've surrounded ourselves with some more talented, energetic people, which I think is absolutely key when you get to our age. Um but generally speaking, it's been a year to forget, but we won't be able to forget it, will we? Because um, it's going to live long in the memory for all the wrong reasons. Mm, yeah, I, I, I mean, my sort of big plan for this year has to be lose a bit of weight, work on things I can achieve, uh, just just be better in general. Because I think this year was a bit of a free hit for a lot of people. I don't think anybody achieved everything that they were going to do. Yeah. Luke, uh, what I didn't tell you uh, on Monday is um, my Christmas present uh, from my significant other. Um, Go I... on. So about a week ago, we were seeing friends, and I exclaimed, as a uh, Nihonophile, as, as a person who loves a bit of Japan, I've got several kind of like odds and sods, like Japanese stuff. So, something, I've, so a couple of things I've inherited from my Auntie Joan, weirdly, who used to clean for a woman who was married to an admiral who, who went to the Far East quite a lot. So I've got a few things in my house that are like japanese right? Yeah. And I said, pretty jokingly, I said, I'd hate to be one of those people who love Japan and who own a sod. Now, she'd obviously bought me a sod for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's not uh, it, it, to be fair. It's not turned up, bless her. So she was a bit upset about that. And uh, yeah, so um, so I am going to be a man who owns a sword soon. So I am having to roll back um, from from me not wanting to own a sword. I'll happily own a sword. I just don't want to buy one myself. I don't want loads of them. I've, I've are you going to have lessons? Like, are you going to be like the guy? Yeah, dads with swords, and also the guy in that famous scene in. Um... Is it Temple of Doom? Right, okay, and he gets shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, the Middle yeah, East, not Japan, but anyway. I'll, I'll probably, like, get um, some bamboo canes and just, like, slice them up in the garden sort of thing, dressed in, like, completely topless in my pyjama bottoms. I think. Are I'm you going to do what you used to do with the violin and just re- pretend to use it? <laughs> pretend to use it, yeah. I'm going to walk down the high street looking for lads getting sexy on the bridge. A little, um, a little dicky bird tells me, one of my little birds tells me... That um, you bought your significant other quite the present as well, and I've seen a picture of it. Why don't you tell What's the listeners what it was? Oh yeah, uh, a big ceramic ear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like it. I like it a, though. Just a normal family at Christmas, isn't it? 
<laughs> well, I'd only, like, before we were significant others, I bought her a nose, a big ceramic nose, um, which um, she's made it very clear should not be on the wall. I've put it on the wall. Um, and uh, it, it was a big ceramic nose that I was in. Um, God, what's that? Bit? And why do I have a, I have a real mental block? with the word Selfridges. I've no idea why. I can see the yellow carrier bag in my mind and I've got to kind of work backwards from that and and, and say Selfridges. I was in the basement of Selfridges where all the tat is, the um, electronics and toys and games and nonsense. And I saw Helena Bonham Carter um, pick up this ceramic nose and she looked at it sort of like, you know, uh, think my nose a little bit. So I scrunched up my nose a bit, a bit and then put it back. And I thought, look, if it's too weird for a professional spooky person yeah. who basically her whole brand is being a bit kooky and spooky, um, I thought I'm, I've got to pick that up. So, um, yeah, a nose was bought. Uh, and, and this year um, she's, she's received a beautiful ceramic, nicely done, nicely put together ceramic ear. That's about I've the seen size it. It's of not that nice, head. but it looks like it's made of plaster of Paris. <laughs> it's made of ceramics. Thank you very much. And, and where are you uh, going to put that on the wall as well? Near the nose. I think that would be a nice thing, a nice little motif for the back. So I can see why, for example, if you've got a little studio at your so house in the spare room, you work right. in audio, so you could put a mouth there, you could put an ear there, and it'd be quite a cool little bit of symbolism for your yeah. studio. Mm. I don't know what the relevance is. I know that your significant other is a broadcaster as well, so maybe it's relevant for that reason, but I don't know where the nose has come from. Well, you put it in the bathroom and it looks like, oh, it reminds people to spray spray a bit of air freshener. Oh, yeah, it? good idea. Or you could push it and maybe some snot could come out, but really it's hand gel. Yes, lovely. Install a little kind of um, uh, alcohol gel dispenser inside one of the nostrils. One for soap, the other one for um, skin lotion. Yeah. Lovely. I don't understand Perfect. the skin lotion thing. Listen, you've, you've hit on something here. And again, I don't want to get all Larry David about it, but there's a bit of Larry David in all of us. I've got a real problem with the hand lotion in posh bathrooms. Yeah, I've got, I've got no use to, I've got, I've got no use for it really. No. You know, if I get it wrong, no I'm, I'm washing my hands with, with hand lotion. It's, it's a nightmare. I was doing a COVID test in, uh, in Watford um, a couple of weeks ago. And it's the first time I'd um, had one of those COVID tests. Bloody hell. It tickles, tickles, doesn't it? I nearly vomed <laughs> this woman's face as she was jamming it down my neck. Oh. Um, and uh, and um, she should be jamming it down your neck, by the way. Well, yeah. she was. She. I'm she sure she, she did one in the mouth, one in the nose, and 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 and, and no harm done. But it was just really kind of like, and then I went and nearly snotted. Um, but I, as you were walking in, there was a hand gel dispenser at the front door, and it wasn't even a hand gel dispenser. They filled it with soap. So you pump a lot of soap. And so for the rest of the thing, I, my hands are just covered in bloody soap. Awful. Business. Yeah. And I think with, with the hand cream thing, so the only purpose it serves is to get you confused between hand gel for cleaning and hand lotion for moisturizing, right? Because the very idea... Now, I know it takes all sorts and everyone's different and I don't want to be stereotypical of male behavior and all that kind of stuff because it can be, you know, it can be very destructive. I totally get that, right? And uh, if you want to talk about the patriarchy, let's talk about it. But I'm telling you now, my experience as an adult male human being tells me that I have never once met a man who spends so long in the male bathroom of a posh hotel or restaurant that he washes his hands thoroughly, dries them f completely, and then goes back and puts the hand lotion on. It just doesn't happen. You have to go hand soap, 
walk to the end of the bathroom, dry your hands, then walk back again to get some more lotion, which is situated next to where the fucking soap was. It doesn't make any sense. No one's ever used it. The only thing it does is it confuses you when you've had a few beers, and one in every ten times you'll use the hand lotion to try and wash your hands and have to do it again. Black guys use like cocoa butter on their hands, don't they? So like, so maybe it's that. Maybe it's maybe it's. Maybe no, but it's I use moisturizer on my hands. That's not the point. Yeah. I'm talking about the yeah. circumstances. Right. I I'm not talking them. about the actual. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh bloody hell, men shouldn't use hand lotion. I use hand lotion, particularly in the winter, because I get like eczema on the side of my hands. I'm not using it in a male bathroom because. One, you can't get your hands dry anyway because you either have to use the, the hand dryer, which takes fucking That's ages, so you end up wiping your hands with your trousers. Two, um, you've got to make a journey back to get the hand lotion. And yeah. three, it might smell completely differently to how you want to smell. I just think what they've done is they've said female bathrooms, as far as I'm aware, are notoriously amazing, aren't they? So when, yeah. when, when a man suddenly, for whatever reason, and he shouldn't be doing it anyway, of course, but if a man goes into a female bathroom, say he's a plumber and he's got to fix the toilet or something, <laughs> it'll be, fucking hell, women's bathrooms are amazing, right? Men's bathrooms are not amazing. It's not a fucking. It's not news, right? So male, men are conditioned to spend as little time in there as possible. Right, so when you go to a posh bathroom, you're not going to be doing all that other stuff. You might as well have a fucking barber in there. You ain't, you're not yeah. going to go in there for a shave because you're not going to spend any time in there. It doesn't make any sense. Would it be, would it be fair to say that male bathrooms should just be um, like a fire pit? Yeah, it should like be functional. Just, just a big hall where we all sit around, shitting into, pissing into, <laughs> and it's just on fire. It's like that. It's like in yeah. Kazakhstan, that big ring of fire thing. Yeah, just one of those small in the middle of a room they could be the rooms could be so much smaller and people could just shit piss do whatever into this burning hall and 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 and, and just be have just be done with it really all i'm saying is if you are if you care that much about what men do in a bathroom a public bathroom whatever it is a hotel bathroom do some research <laughs> ask how many men when they're out and about moisturize their hands it's not many of them. Then ask them how many of them, for example, read the newspaper when they're taking a shit. Probably 80% of them. Put a newspaper in there. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I don't want to be stereotypical, but I'm just saying that there is a time to hand to, to use hand lotion. I use it. That is not the time. I don't I don't even know how we got onto this, by the way. I no, want to change no. subjects completely, Peter, because I want to talk about... Um, have you heard of a... Um, of a of a guy, and this is going to be mental to some of our American listeners... Um, have you heard of a guy called Alan Iverson? Um, no, I have not. So he is uh, a legendary basketball player in the NBA, right? Or he was. He's not now. Uh, he's retired. His nickname was the Answer, which is in, for my for my That's money, what, yeah, one of the best one of the best nicknames in sport, right? Up there with um, the tennis player Vince. Ain't afraid of your Spadia. Yeah. Um, anyway, Alan Iverson. Um, this is an amazing. Um, paragraph of a news story with a quote from Alan, um, which I want to read to you now because I think you'll like it. It goes as follows. Alan Iverson denies a claim made by a former teammate that he occasionally spent $40,000 at a strip club when he was playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. And this is the Alan, Alan Iverson quote. <laughs> First of all, it was like $9,000 at most, and there were never any strippers at TGI Fridays on City Line unless I brought them along. And sometimes I brought a bunch along, yeah. And I suppose in those cases, the bill could have got up to 40000 because I didn't have the endless appetizers offered back then. 
<laughs> I just like the fact that uh, the answer is kind of like he's he's very much looking after the pennies there uh, post retirement. He sort of obviously go well. Yeah. Look, back then you didn't have the endless appetizers, which it's I obviously isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think he just wanted to have a say. He's not even explained it. He just wanted to have a say. <laughs> oh, just just weird and upset. And can I, can I also bring something else to the table um, about? as it references to um, public bathrooms. Well, kind of public, but bathrooms generally. Um, this is probably, and I hate this phrase, but I'm going to use it under advice here, um, that um, this is one of the best story, 2020 stories. It doesn't quite sum up 2020 because it's slightly different, but it's a good story from 2020. I think it's a nice way to end the year. Um, a crowdfunder has been set up for a 12-year-old boy who had his DJ equipment confiscated after he organised a rave in the school toilets. <laughs> Fantastic. What do you think that kid looks like? Um, you know that little kid who uh, is that meme? He's in a green top and he's making a fist and he's gone... Yeah, he looks like that. He looks like that, yeah. Right, okay, cool. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, apparently he was on the decks during lunchtime at his school in Manchester. Um and teachers uh, stepped in, and he's only year eight. I mean, you know when um, you know when you hear you hear a lot about this. So you know you get like professional celebrity entrepreneurs, right? Mm. Often, what's the story they'll always tell as a kid? Um, how what? How they? Oh, what they're selling um, selling sweets in the in the school playground. playground. They always say that, right? That's like the the go to story, isn't it? Yeah. I think this is like that, but it's just even better. Yeah, that's how you know. That's how Tiesto got started, doing a rave in the in the in the toilets. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the the best thing about this story about this kid, who's got he's got one of the old one of the older haircuts as well. Good on him. Um, the, the best quote is from the GoFundMe page itself, which just says this: "The aim is to get a more professional controller, a laptop, and some powered speakers. Uh, party goes and DJs unite to support the next generation." I've been in touch with his mum, and she's happy about the fundraiser and very supportive. <laughs> Amazing! Oh I've raised three hundred and seventy quid, mate. What for? What for his um, imprisonment? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's in jail. Um, anyway, let's have a quick break, Peter. Uh, people can ruminate on that. Tell us what they did, maybe, at, in, in an entrepreneurial way at school. And um, after the break, we'll read some emails. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This week on Stakhanov. Over on the Luke and Pete show, we've been discussing our usual nonsense from Disney princesses to fizzy lagers and a whole load more. Here's a taster of what's been on the show. For some reason, our little recording system has got this piece of music installed it. I think it's uh, incidental music in a sex ed uh, BBC Two um, 10 a.m. kind of job. No way! It is! It's too groovy! It's too groovy! Yeah, it's just like, uh, now on BBC Two, <laughs> sex and your child. <laughs> Meanwhile, over on WrestleMe, we've been doing the 12 days of WrestleMemus, which you can find on our Patreon or your favourite podcast player. That's why also America is like leading the world in serial killers, you know, because they have room. They have room, room they have to dismantle, <laughs> to, to dismember, dismantle, dismember, to stuff yes. to make marionettes. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, very difficult to be a serial killer. I would knock into things. I'd you get would. blood everywhere. But there's always some nosy beak, isn't there? <laughs> Someone sticking their nose in where yeah. it doesn't belong. All that and more at Sakarnov. And we're back. It's the Luke and Pete Show, part two, Ravers, uh, whether in school or out of school. Um, what I like about, I'm just checking out the picture of the of the little boy who was in the first half, um, who who uh, organised a little illegal rave. He's got a little microphone in there, so he's clearly sort of Inside. doing a little bit of MC. Yeah, doing a little bit of M- MCing in the middle. Fantastic stuff. Listen, um, guys. Um, right. Listen, guys. This is an unlicensed rave. Please do not touch the hand lotion. Okay, <laughs> it's full of battery acid, you idiot. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot to say, Peter, um, that I rode a bike around central London at Christmas. Oh, yeah, okay, quiet, busy, mate. It was unreal. It's like 28 days later. People should check out my social media if they want to see some pictures and videos of it. Mimi and I went round on Boxing Day. As you mentioned, I completely forgot to pick up on it. I think you might have mentioned it um, on Monday when you said I was outside your old house. We we must have ridden around um, central London for two hours and seen a handful of people in total. It was mad. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, so this, this is a little bit of a reference point that people who aren't that familiar with London will get. To put it in perspective, at one point, Mimi and I were the only people outside Buckingham Palace. <laughs> How mad yeah. is that? Well, it's it's not as mad as it has been this year because obviously I was living in Soho and under lockdown that was insane. Like all the yeah. all all the all the um, shops were were boarded up. The only shops that were open was the um, Tesco on Piccadilly. Everything else was was completely empty. So 
it, I, I do kind of get where you're coming from because it was absolutely bizarre how quiet it was at times. And going for a stroll around kind of Piccadilly, heading towards um, heading towards Buckingham Palace was just mad. I, yeah. I hope you had a good time because it, it's rare that it's like that. It's rare that you get that to, to, to experience that. And it really was. Yeah. Uh, it really was. I'll, I'll sort of look back kind of almost fondly at the first lockdown because it was a little bit strange uh, that we just sort of rolled around town just doing... You know, you're just not seeing another person. Very weird. It's really strange, and, and and the internet, social media delivered again as well. Because when I posted it up and said, "Look, isn't this mental?" Which it is. Uh, someone commented, accusing me of glorifying in the closing of local businesses that will probably never survive. It's like, cool. I'm not doing that, am I? I'm not I mean, doing was, that. Was, I'm not riding around. It wouldn't be open anywhere. So yeah, I'm not riding around going, ha ha ha. Look at the state of your businesses. <laughs> I understand that that is a terrible thing. I think as a fellow adult human being, I understand that. All I'm saying is, this is just a bit weird, isn't it? I was able to drive into London and park in a side street off Trafalgar Square. It's mad. It's mad. <laughs> anyway. Emails, yeah. hello at show.com Before I before I hand over to you, Pete, for an email, I want to round up some um, battery brands. Some people got in touch asking if any of the following brands were new players to enter the game. Um, as ever on this show, we do ask for people to look for bizarre battery brands because you always get them with the purchase of new electronics. And sometimes you get them uh, in the shops generally, I guess. But anyway... Um, Merry Christmas to Maja Sundin. Listen, Maja, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I know you're a big supporter of our shows, but I've never heard your name said out loud before. So I hope I've got that right. Uh, she's said that she was able to find uh, some battery daddies. Battery daddies. <laughs> what do you reckon to that? Oh, yeah, such a big battery daddy, honestly. Amazing. So that's definitely a new player. Joseph Eddington introduced Golden Power. Sorry, Joseph, that is not a new player. We've had no. those before. Uh, Mr. Meeps tweeted us with some Tiangju Super Lord Devourers, which is definitely a new player. Nice. Uh, look, if you are going to use a uh, marital aid or uh, <laughs> a pair of walkie-talkies, you want a Devourer. In definitely. A Lord Devourer. Um, and finally, for now, Connor Randall with Ruido. That's not a new player. And Neil Richards has some Nye Lee Wang, which I think is a new player. So a mixed bag there. A few, three new players out of five is very, very good. The endless quest for new off-brand batteries will never end. It's, it is genuinely endless. We were always going to get, we're three years in or sorry now, three and a half maybe, and we're still getting new battery brands that have never been seen before. So new keep them coming in arriving. on Twitter yeah, at Luke and Pete Show. Sorry, Peter. Sorry, yeah, new ones arriving every single day, but do get involved at uh, lukeandpeteshow.com. Yeah. No, <laughs> Luke and Pete Show on Twitter. <laughs> Hello, it's basically, Peter, come on, we've been doing this for a while now. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com or at lukeandpeteshow. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but you didn't say Twitter, so I'm saying Twitter on Twitter at Luke and Pete Show. There you go. <laughs> go fuck yourself. What's next? Go fuck yourself. Um, Luke's um, favorite batteries are Duracells that he buys from Tesco's because he hates independent businesses. Um, True. I don't like Tesco, by the way. If you said Sainsbury's or Waitrose, you'd be spot on there. I don't rate Tesco. Problem with Tesco's? We got two down at heel. No, I just, I just don't think the quality of the produce is very good. Oh, okay. Fair dues. Um, Kevin has got in touch. Hello, Kevin um, from New York. Uh, stay hungry. He ends the email with, but this is why he said it. KFC gaming console that keeps your chicken warm. Hey, gamers, Luke and Pete. I know you don't <laughs> just 
video game related stuff too much. Uh, but may I present to you the next step in the evolution of gaming, the Kentucky Fried Chicken KF console. KF console. How's that, that supposed to be pronounced? Yeah, I don't KF, really get it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, gaming. Mm. See, I don't know whether this is a PR person writing in to talk about Cooler Master or KFC, but built by gaming hardware industry stable Cooler Master, the bargain bucket ship KFC console will reportedly be able to run games at 240 frames per second on a 4K resolution. That is a powerful PC. Uh, furthermore, it boasts impressive ray tracing, ray tracing technology, blah, 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 blah. Um, but the KFC console uh, plays games and also it recycles heat produced from its internal components to keep your chicken warm. You can put in the belly of the beast, you can slide the little drawer out, put your KFC in there, keep it nice and warm until you're ready to eat it and get uh, grease all over your controller. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's really nice. What's the glaze on that chicken? Oh, that's the thermal paste. Thermal paste. Um, oh, you, you know, I talked um, on Monday about how some at some point technology just overtakes you. Right. Mm. I, I'm sorry to say, I mean, am I missing something here? Or is this exactly as it's been described? I don't actually understand this. It's just a PC fashioned into a console-style case with a membrane slash uh, cavity inside it that uses the heat drawn through the thermal paste uh, through the cooling system uh, from, from, from the processor uh, and circulates that heat instead of across fans or instead of across um, into, a, into a, a circulatory pump. Uh, it, it moves that uh, warm that warm air or that warm um, kind of uh, temperature across uh, into the chamber that helps cool your it helps uh, make your make your food hot or or, or keeps. But do you think people will buy it? I think it's one of those concept things. It's like a concept car. Yeah, it's it's just to advertise the brand, so to speak. But it's a, it's a nice idea. I'm not against it. It's, it seems like pretty interesting, but I don't really see why you would. I mean, is, 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 it, is it not just solving a problem that doesn't need to be solved? Well, look, I mean, your processor is cracking on a flight 80, 90 degrees uh, in the middle of heavy gaming sessions. You could just toss that temperature into the air and make your room warm, or you could divert it into a little chamber that's going to keep your, your popcorn chicken glistening. What, um, can I just ask you, as a serious gamer, what, what's the, what constitutes, in quotes, a heavy gaming session for you? What's the threshold? When my, um, I've, I've got a bit of a problem with my, my, my graphics uh, card. It gets really hot for some reason, which is very upsetting. Um, so, yeah, well, once that starts to be uh, incredibly hot, I, I know I've gone too far. I've been playing a game called um, uh, Teardown. Very, very recommended. If you've got a couple of days uh, between uh, now and when you start work, download Teardown. Have a lovely time. It's a bit What's like it Minecraft. About? It's a bit like Minecraft, but you're tearing down houses. It's beautiful. Um, I've been playing Civilization Six. Oh, did you manage to install it in the end? Yeah, Bang I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Although it runs Good. my it runs my MacBook Air pretty um pretty, pretty fit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's 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 fucking good. I remember playing Civilization Two, I think, back in the day, and um, it's it's pretty decent. I, I I don't really want to um, what I want to play is a strategy game that doesn't actually have an end. If you know what I mean. Mm. And this yeah, is a turn-based okay. game which only lasts five hundred turns. Now the game the game is pretty long. Each gaming session is pretty long. Yeah. But to me, it's the criticism I would make of it is that it's it's quite formulaic. And so what I'd like to play ideally is a classic Age of Empires type game, which doesn't have an end where you can kind of ebb and flow of of like battles and conquests and stuff like that. But I mean, for now, this is um, 
this is pretty good uh, if anyone's got any recommendations out there for a proper endless strategy game which involves like war and domination i know i sound like a, a horrendous human being saying this then let me know but it's got to be working on the mac i don't i haven't got a pc but I think, but I think, civilization. You can have different kind of game modes that that, that can be endless. It doesn't have to end because you've failed to uh, enter the space race before I don't know, the Russians or whatever. Or maybe I need to re- maybe just need to investigate further. Then just need to be better, mate. Just need to be better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like being. Um, I like being um, England because you get the best um, navy. Okay, yeah, cool. I can't, I can't remember what I, what I was. I was probably Japan, wasn't I? Knowing me, little. But if you if you if you're Greek, you get all the you do you get all the cultural stuff. If you're, okay, um, yeah. I think if you're um, one of them, you get really good land armies and battles, possibly Russia. Uh, and if you're England, you get a good navy. That's just more fun. Yeah, I'm fairly certain on, on, on the last civilization, there was a bug that um, turned Gandhi into a right rotter. <laughs> oh, no, there is none. It's in this game. Gandhi's yeah. an absolute warmonger. Yeah, yeah. He's always really, really um, violent in all the civilization games, weirdly enough. I remember, mate, when I first played it a week ago or something, my mm. first contact with Gandhi was like, one way or another, you will meet my demands. So that doesn't sound like Gandhi. <laughs> He's been kidnapped. Yeah, I think he, I think, uh, he would, he, I think in Civilization there's a thing where you, he would always be like one out of ten in the aggression scale, but then something sort of goes wrong. <laughs> like some sort, so I think, um, when his when his country adopts democracy as a form of government, it makes leaders technically less peace. Uh, sorry, more peaceful. So the aggression rating was lowered by um, two. So obviously he went to minus one, um, which created all kinds of like program error uh, situations. So it meant that Gandhi was it became this nuclear menace constantly oh, really? through the game. It's <laughs> interesting enough. Changing the subject slightly, um, and obviously we need to get out of here in a minute, so this is probably not a conversation for now, but there was talk when I was last on my university campus of, of Gandhi um, having perhaps having a statue removed. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Problematic behaviours. Mm. So, you know, you know, when everyone was going through that mode of, I mean, it's still kind of happening, really. I see the statue of Robert E. Lee was moved into a museum, which is absolutely right and proper, in my opinion. Um uh, but when that was all bubbling under, um, well, it didn't really bubble under, did it? It fucking bubbled over. Um, there was talk of it, of it happening to Gandhi as well because there's been some some serious allegations made, shall we say. So it could be the least of his... Well, he hasn't got any problems, he's dead, but it could be, should be the least of his problems, um, uh, the, the civilization thing, if, if, if that's to be anything to go by. Yeah, they've written in, uh, right across Africa, I think they've removed um, statues of, of Gandhi because he, he was quite quite problematic at times and 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 even even for the times quite uh, regressive Pete, which of us though isn't problematic particularly at christmas mate i am just constantly off my head on baileys being a problem person um and and i'm blaming the baileys i'm blaming the who makes baileys is it who would make such a thing as baileys probably diagio know. by now isn't it, probably Diagio, big, on it. yeah probably one Peter, before we go because i can hear your dogs barking in the background before we yeah. go they, they um, need their baileys they want their afternoon baileys <laughs> Before we go, any big um, ambitions or plans for you for 2021? A big gonna, message for, for the I'm listeners gonna, out there? I'm going to learn how to sharpen my samurai sword and go on a Hertfordshire-based um, uh, riot, samurai riot. 
chilling. Look out for that in 2021. <laughs> Thank you for all your support throughout 2020. We know it's been a difficult year for everyone. We do really appreciate you listening. Keep it Luke and Pete show. Leave us a review if you don't mind as well. Tell your friends if you like the show. If not to do it for us, Peter, but to do it for producer Natalie, who is a really mm. exceptional human being. So if you don't like us, do it for her, and we'll see you again next year. Ta-ta! Don't do anything naughty at New Year's or go to an illegal rave in a school toilet. If you do, don't touch the fucking hand lotion. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.